Welcome to the American Wordsmith channel, a show aimed to inspire readers to cherish the most meaningful moments found in life by learning about the mid-19th century, 1850-1906 lifestyle. Subscribe for more content on aspects of my business and writing life, as well as topics concerning mid-19th century living, child-rearing, and much more. As I approach my 30s, I have come to truly learn what kind of job I can not only handle, but not dread from day to day. From micromanaging bosses to the gossip around the water cooler, I have not looked back since choosing to go freelance. I worked during college at my school's private library for four years as a part-time student assistant, then as a receptionist in a law firm, and finally as a library assistant in a public library before being fed up with the pace and lifestyle those kinds of jobs made for me. I have always been self-driven and goal-directed without the helpful push of a boss. I have always been my own boss. My carefully filled out agenda each school year would tell you as much. And with this personality came the difficulty of watching my peers slack off and enjoy standing still in their jobs while I felt like I was suffocating. Once I had paid off my student loans in about five years, I resigned from my last employee-centered job and went full-time freelance. I began my freelance proofreading journey by taking the Proofread Anywhere course in 2017, and by 2018, I had completed the exam successfully. At this time, I was a receptionist at a law firm because the law had always interested me. My philosophy professors in college certainly pushed their students into law during my time there. It was considered a more practical job over becoming a philosopher, I suppose. Proofreading has now become my longest held job and I have no plans to quit now. To me, typos had always jumped out on the page while reading books or other people's papers. Perhaps I can thank my mother and father for reading to me at an early age and allowing me to challenge myself with more difficult reading material. My mother was also a writer, and her day job consisted of copywriting for publishing houses, and my father wrote poetry for pleasure. Words were always a part of my world. As a child, I loved holding my younger brother hostage, reading out loud from any book I could get my hands on. I would read for hours until my voice gave out. All of those moments of getting lost in a book listening to the cadence of my voice rising and falling like waves were so deliciously addictive. Nothing interested me more than continuing to read, and I still feel the same way. With copious amounts of reading blossoms a desire for quiet, space, and routine. I grew accustomed to sitting in my home alone in silence and maximizing my time to accommodate more reading. This lifestyle translated extremely well into becoming a remote proofreader. I pull up the chair to my desk with my rather small laptop open on it, sitting in the quiet and reading most of my transcripts and manuscripts out loud. The lull of my voice carries the words back into my head, tripping an alarm every time I come across an error or something that simply does not sound or look right. I usually have a split screen between the piece I'm proofreading and the internet or a style guide sheet, 
Usually, reference books are strewn around me on various tables to my left and right. The thing about proofreading is that you have all the answers at your fingertips. You just have to know where to quickly search for them. Decision fatigue sets in after answering a million questions that crop up after reading every sentence with so much care. This is why I am being paid to do it. Proofreading can cause headaches, eye strain, and fatigue. I have experienced it all, but I am good at it. And while it is hard work, I love it. Opening up a fresh transcript from a court reporter, I learned so much about any number of topics. I always wanted to learn everything growing up. And since we have yet to produce a chip to insert into our brains, I have had to spend time reading to learn. My desire to know more is not hindered by my job now, it is quenched. I learn new legal terms in Latin or medical terms or criminal slang on any given day. When a publishing company asked me to copy edit and or proofread for them a few months, few years ago into my proofreading career, I paused. In college, we had creative writing workshops, which were essentially learning to give editorial advice on everything from developmental, structural, and grammatical aspects. And I loathed it. Why? Sadly, the culture in this country, especially in the universities, is one of liberal collectivist thought. I disagreed to my core with most of the stories. The fictional pieces were filled with things the college students had read in their other classes or filled with childish cliches from a lack of reading enough or riddled with grammatical errors that were acceptable to pass off as stylistic choice thanks to modern writers everywhere. Not only was editing not appealing to me, but freelance writing and journalism paid for writers to produce work for businesses and products that I did not care about. My words and brain power felt too precious to waste on those challenging jobs. Writing was already hard enough. My college days taught me that I would never be able to become a professor, though I loved learning, or an editor, though I loved writing, or a traditionally published author, though I knew my writing was good enough. My choices were made and shaped so much by this culture. But without feeling too much pity for myself, I decided that I still wanted to live a happy life on this earth right here and now. So I pulled away from the traditional nine to five in exchange for the atypical freelance life I took control of who I interacted with on a daily basis, which mostly consists now of my husband, family, and friends. I behave with the proper etiquette to all strangers I meet, but I do not engage any more than I need to. I guard my time carefully, and I devote myself to the most black and white type of work possible in the writing world, proofreading. In another blog post, I wrote about how I considered proofreading a skill calligraphy, a craft, and writing, an art. I wrote the novels that were in my soul when they needed to be written and put them out into the world myself. I practiced calligraphy after a long workday to help free my mind from the meaning of words to focus more on the beautiful shapes they made instead. Plus, I had always wanted my cursive to look like my mother's when I was young. However, in the spirit of transparency, Living in Iowa and in this dormant age, 
the royalty checks are not large enough and the calligraphy clients are few and far between. Most of my money comes from proofreading alone. While I struggle financially, I am not a starving artist thanks to the help of my wonderful husband. I surely help supplement our family income, but I am not at all the breadwinner. I am learning to be okay with my status, investing myself into more of the domestic duties around the home while continuing to learn as much as I can since knowledge means much more, more to me than wealth. In a proper society, the value that I produce would bring me the appropriate amount of money. But this is not a healthy period. I acknowledged this reality and so I adapted my life accordingly. I continue to incorporate my skill, craft, and art into my daily life, and it is not something I ever plan to retire from. I won my freedom back from a school system that expected us to conform to the traditional workforce. I have created a life that I feel good about, and with my husband and me beginning to plan for children, I can stay at home with them in the future while working. A new chapter of my life is beginning, and for once, I feel grounded and in control of it. My hope is more people think critically about the work that would fit best with their own personality and lifestyle. I realize that my path of being very much a homebody and self-directed is not for everyone, but it is what makes me happy. What makes you happy? If you had all the free time in the world, what would you do with your time? Is there a way you can monetize your passion for something? Go out there and create the world you want to live in, even if that is only within your own four walls. Thanks for joining me this week on the American Wordsmith channel. If you found value in this show, please like it, subscribe to my channel, and consider supporting me on AmericanWordsmith.com, where you can buy my novels, The Paper Pusher, the Dormant Age, A Man of Silence, and A Man of Action. Be sure to tune in next week for a new episode. Take care.